Hello and welcome to episode 98 of Ready to Mosh. I'm Kev P and alongside me is the download to my announcement. It's Jim G. Topical, I guess. Topical, yeah. We've just had the announcement about the announcement. And God knows when we're actually going to hear something, but you know. Anyway, back to the episode and it's the review of Dobby Oldfest. Seventh festival for me, six for you this year. I believe so. I've lost count, to be honest. Yeah, it's been a crazy year. Yeah, when we do our actual festival roundup, which will probably be three hours long, um, we'll know for definite, won't we? Yeah, we should. Before we get into this, I just want to chuck in a couple of disclaimers. Firstly, I think our last five episodes have been interviews, so I can't actually remember how to do this properly. (laughs) So bear with, it feels a bit weird doing this much talking so far. Yeah, it's been a while since we've done a review of anything. Well, the the last non-interview episode we did was the Derby Altfest preview. preview. Yeah, that seems a long time ago now. I know, it was. About six weeks, I think. Wow. Number two is, I haven't wrote notes on all the bands that we saw. I've got a list of know who we saw, but I haven't wrote notes. Because at times I was just busy doing filming getting photos, etc. Yeah. So I might be a little bit fuzzy on my recollection of some people. And also some of the notes I have wrote, I've just been looking back on in my phone, are illegible because I couldn't see very well. It was dark and I've got words that I can't understand. So. Just out of curiosity, which nights were those? I don't know. I mean, Saturday I, I did the first two bands and then I, I was just enjoying I'm just, it. Yeah, I'm just wondering if alcohol played a part in it. How rude. <laughs> No, it's called bad eyesight. Okay. <laughs> I'm blaming it on the bad eyesight, not the cider. And yeah, sometimes I was just enjoying it and I forgot that I was supposed to be making notes. So I'm relying on your on notes for okay. something. And I've got some notes and I've got some memories, but just, you know, bear with. And we did see 31 bands, I believe. That's a hell of a lot of bands over five days. Yeah. And it was not even five days, is it? It was three nights and two days? Yeah, pretty much. I suppose to start with, I guess we should say not all bands actually made it. Yeah, that's worth pointing out. So at the time of the festival, on the first day was the day that basically the country flooded. No, the Friday was the day the country flooded. Was it? I thought it started Wednesday. It started on Wednesday, but Friday. Well, Derby flooded. Derby Shire and surrounding areas flooded. Yeah, and there were a lot of bands got stuck in places, band members in different parts of the country couldn't get to play, so there was a lot of bands had to pull out. Yeah, and I think even prior to that, I think a few bands had switched from our preview episode, because I know Daybreaker had to pull out fairly short notice for medical reasons, and I think there might have been a couple of other switches, but... Yeah. Yeah. So, well, before we go into it, just want to say a very big thank you to Liam at Unearthed. Absolutely, yeah. For sorting tickets out for us. And we had a chat with Liam there as well. We also interviewed him on episode 96. I think it was, yeah. It was, yeah. Yeah, so big thanks to Liam for sorting that all out for us. Yeah. And oh, and also to Harry. Also of Unearthed. Who is of Unearthed and also from Beyond Your Design. Yes. Who we know very well. So, yeah, big thank you to those two. And to all of the lovely staff, actually, at The Hairy Dog. Yeah, I was going to say shout out to all the Hairy Dog staff and all the Unearthed crew that were there as well that we didn't actually speak to personally. So before we get into reviewing all the bands that we saw, we're just going to talk a little bit about the venue, the Hairy Dog. It was our first time visiting there, so we had no 
We had a vague idea, actually, of what to expect because they've got a very good little walkthrough video on their website. Yeah, they've got um, a generated thing where you can actually, it feels like you're inside the, the venue itself, in, inside the, mm. well, where the gigs take place. Yeah. So we had like, yeah, a bit of a rough idea, but I thought it was an awesome little venue. It's a cracking place, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. You can generally get a good spot anywhere, decent view everywhere. The sound was really good. The lighting was really good. Do you know what? I was going to say, you know, for a venue that size to get the sound and the lighting yeah. that good is really decent. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Um, there's a bar area as you first walk in. Well, actually, there's an outside area as you first walk in. Yeah. With quite a lot of seating, I would say. Oh, yeah. Mm. Hell of a lot of seating. And then you've got your bar area with some seating in it. Great variety of drinks at the bar. I'm very reasonably priced, I think, for a city centre venue. For a city centre venue and, yeah, for the, the choice of drinks as well, because it seemed like everything was the same price. It was weird. Yeah, some things were slightly different, yeah. but... First thing we spotted as soon as we walked in, three flavours of lily cider on tap. Yeah. Oh, love that stuff. And £4.50 a pint. Yeah. We need to get sponsored by lilies. Yeah. I think that's what we need. Yeah, that'd be a good one, isn't it? Anyone who works for lilies? Yeah. Give us a shout out. Yeah, and then you've got a little cloakroom area. Yeah. One thing I want to say about the little cloakroom area as well, there's a little pot of earplugs available. Mm. So very important to check your Check your ears. Oh, yeah, it's important to check your ears. <laughs> Protect your ears. Protect, yeah. Is what right. I'm trying to say. We travel with our own earplugs these days. But if not, they have some available for you. Yeah, and there's also a games room to the left. Yeah, that's what I was going to say next. Yeah, which oh, okay. It's funny because when Liam mentioned the games room, I couldn't quite picture that. What it no, was I, like. I couldn't picture what it was going to be like. But yeah, it's kind of really cool. It's got two pool tables in it, some old school arcade games and some seating. So if you just want to get away from the event yeah or obviously you can just go in there because it's a normal pub as well bar venue isn't it so. yeah so if you if you're not there to watch a gig you can go into that bit and into the bar itself yeah. so and what else i found interesting in the bar was they have the music at a level that you can hear in the bar and it stops you from hearing the bands but when you're in the venue to watch the bands you can't hear the bar. Yeah, that is interesting. The only downside to that was we weren't always quite sure if a band had started. That was an issue, because, yeah. yeah. But, you know, it's not yeah, it massive. A, we could bob in and see. It was a little bit of to and fro in, but fine. it was fine, yeah. And then you've got the main venue itself for the bands. There's a bar, another bar again. Yeah, at the back there. We the didn't back. actually use that one, did we, at all? No, the only, I think the only reason we didn't use that is mainly because we were drinking the draft stuff, which was mm -hmm. only available in yeah. the main bar. But yeah, if you wanted bottles, cans, they got some pints, they've but some, not... I know they got Strongbow on tap and some beers. Yeah, it wasn't, but it, because it wasn't the stuff we were drinking, I think that's why yeah. we didn't really use it. Um, I think I might have had like a couple of rums from there, because they got spirits on that bit as well. And then, yeah, next to the bar area, you've got the sound engineer, and again, there's some the seating inside as well. Yeah, which I quite like. It's big barrels with tall stools you can kind of perch on. Yes. Kind of around the edge, so it's not infringing... In the mosh area. Yeah, and because you can, obviously because you can just kind of like move things around, it makes it easier if you want to be in a particular spot or, and it, it gives kind of like the staff, makes it easier for the staff and the, everybody else, I assume, because they can just yeah. push things to one side. Toilets were in the main bar and then also in the event room, yeah. stage room, what do you call it? You know what I mean, the room where the stage was. <laughs> okay. Uh, we all know what you mean. Yeah, so do lots of toilets as well. Yeah. 
And then there were merch tables just in front of that bit. Yeah, and sometimes on the opposite side as well, particularly on the Saturday when there were more bands on, there was another one set up. So obviously most events will probably just use the one side depending on yeah. what bands have brought with them. And obviously it was a bit of a rotating table. Yeah, and we kind of we kind of missed a few bits of merch that we wanted as well. Mm. But we'll we'll just have to pick those up at a later date. Yeah, I'd not quite got my head around the fact that once a band had finished and they loaded out and very often they then having to travel back home said so they were going to take the merch with them. In my mind, merch would be there all night. And then I was like, oh, I'm gone. Yeah. And the, interestingly, there's no barrier there? No, that was a good point. And whether that's a general thing that they do there or, or whether it, at certain gigs they might bring one in potentially. I don't dep- know. Depending on kind of who it is and... Who it is, crowd size, if it's sold out or whatever. But so yeah, you could go literally right up to the right stage. Right up to the stage, yeah. And then yeah, then you got the stage itself, which is actually quite a decent size. Yeah, it was actually, wasn't it? And quite high up. Quite so high up. A lot, yeah. Often small venues have a quite low stage, so you can struggle to see. It actually see. seemed to me it seemed bigger than the stage at the rescue rooms. I thought it was a similar size. Yeah. It just seemed to go further back. Yeah. I think the rescue rooms is longer, but I felt that this one just seemed to go back a bit deeper. Okay. Yeah, kind of know what you mean. I think it's similar capacity, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah. So anyway, that's the venue. So yeah, I highly recommend going oh, to it. Yeah, yeah, but um, I think we'll be going back to it. So. Yeah, I'm sure we will. <laughs> um, yeah, kind of disappointed. It's it's not actually that far from us, is it? It's just difficult to get to via public transport in a car, probably quicker than Nottingham. But yeah, it, obviously depending on when you go and what, yeah. what time of day, but. It, again, it's not like it's a single road like it is in starting it's, it's dual carriageway most yeah. of the way. So, anywho, anyway, onto the bands. Onto the bands. Right. So, first band up of the day, well, the evening, were Dripford Empire. And just to say, Wednesday, this was chosen by Unite. It was, yeah. So everybody got to vote for this, and these are the bands that were selected. And Dripford Empire. For me, it's kind of like one of my favourite bands over the last 12 months or so. Yeah, same. And as you're listening to this, their new single is out. Yeah, it was released. It'll be last Friday when this goes out, MK4. Yeah, we've listened to it and it is absolutely amazing. Yeah, it was also awesome live. It was, yeah. I wasn't expecting to hear it live, actually. You know, kind of, I suppose it makes sense with the release date being so close, but yeah, it was great to hear it live. And yeah, definitely a band that people need to go and see. Absolutely, yeah. Just so full of energy, just great live. Yeah, I'd love to see Dritford Empire play to kind of like a, an absolutely heaving room. Yeah, I know I what feel you mean. Like, I feel like they get even more energy than, yeah. the, than what they produce. Yeah, because being first on, it wasn't the biggest crowd. And I think last time when we saw them at Mangato, I was outdoors, but I feel like, yeah, in a really full indoor room. Yeah, in a full indoor room, it would be mental. Just yeah seeing them the way that they mix everything together and especially kind of when they split into the uh ramstein versus prodigy yeah i love that that was that was yeah amazing that was so good yeah i'd kind of forgotten they did that live and yeah it was great <laughs> yeah and another reason to go and watch them because the like we couldn't put it into words just words and do it justice as to how good that is but yeah and do you remember the inflatable kangaroo I do, actually, yeah. <laughs> what was that about? <laughs> no idea, but there was uh, an inflatable kangaroo thrown about. And, yeah, a perfect opening band 
And I don't think it's going to be long before they're kind of headlining places now. Yeah, surely they must be soon. They've got to be, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, great start to the night. Second band up were Karma's Puppet. Mm-hmm. Really enjoyed these. I loved the kind of horror intros that they had going on. Yeah. Which I kind of remember, I remember listening to them beforehand and thinking, yeah, I think these are a bit of me. <laughs> Yeah, they were, I, th- I thought their opener was incredible as well. Mm. Really great opening track. And the vocals just kind of really piercing. Just... I was going to say, reminded me of Bruce Dickinson kind of vocals. It's, it's just such a great range. Yeah. Mix of vocals. Awesome vocals. And standout track I did make a note of, Iron the Butcher. Mm. Really like that one. Yeah, I love all the kind of like cool hooks and solos they've got going yeah. on. And I think they'd be great at Bloodstock, actually. Oh, definitely, yeah. I think they they could easily play on stage there. Yeah, I'd definitely watch these again. Mm. Next up, a band that we interviewed on, well, I interviewed Jacob on episode 95, I'm going to say. I'm going to agree. I wasn't there. You weren't there. It was either 95 or 97. was it 97. It was 95. There you go. It was episode 95. <laughs> yeah. So I recall the remains. They were missing Jacob for this one gig because he was in Hungary. So they brought in Rob from Beyond Your Design, someone who we know very well. And he did a great job of filling in. Yeah, awesome. Almost like if, if you didn't know he wasn't usually there. The usual singer you wouldn't know. Any, you yeah. wouldn't necessarily know. Yeah, he just kind of fitted in with the whole vibe of the band as well. It didn't look odd. I mean, it did look odd because he's not normally with that band, but you know what I mean. Yeah. And, I mean, they opened with kind of one of my favourites that they do. I also noticed that the bass that they were knocking out, I don't know if you kind of felt it, but from where I was, I only noticed it for Recall the Remains, actually, that the bass mm. felt that powerful. It was kind of like hitting, almost like hitting me. It's like, you know, you used to walk over the hill yeah. at download. Yeah, I know what you mean. And you could feel the bass just kind of going right through you. Yeah. It was having that effect. I was like, this is insane. It's like, I wasn't expecting that. Can't say I noticed it myself. Yeah. But I only noticed it for that one band. And yeah. I, the, the place where I was for most of the week was always the same. But I, mean, I don't know what different what difference there was, but yeah. Again, recall the remains, incredible performance. Really top notch. Rob did a fantastic job. And yeah, looking forward to seeing those too. Yeah. The, there's a lot of bands actually, I think, that kind of like these are kind of like the thing that I want them on. So like I can watch all of the bands that I've loved over the last 12 months just all together. It was a bit like that, wasn't it? Because there's some bands that we've seen before, some yeah. that are new. But yeah, just the fact that there was just the one stage and it was pretty much back to back. Yeah. Means you could pretty much watch everyone. Next up were Regicide. Yeah. Great kind of old school thrash. Yes. Really. And I thought they were kind of the heaviest band of the night, actually. Oh. Definitely, yeah. They'd have fitted in on Thrash Saturday, to be honest, wouldn't they? <laughs> yeah, I think they could, yeah. And that's potentially kind of like, the if, as Liam was saying, if like that's going to become a staple thing, mm. then they're definitely a band that could step up to that. Yeah, because I love that old school thrashy sound that they got going on. Yeah. And another band that would do well at Bloodstock. Yeah. There, there was a couple that just kind of like would fit in perfectly mm. into, into that old Bloodstock setup. Yeah, really, really great kind of. Oh, like like you were saying, it's like that old kind of almost classic thrash, if yeah. you know what I mean. And yeah, perfect. And then we moved on to the headliner, which was Seventh Sea, who had some incredible vocals. Yeah, uh, especially the backing vocals as well. I really liked. And but there were also some of the most extreme vocals all night. Yeah, one thing we said in the preview as well. The good thing about the Wednesday was there was so much variety in sound. Yeah, obviously because it was chosen by you, so. 
no one knew what was going to come up kind of genre style-wise. Yeah, so you got a lot of really good mix. So yeah. you'd had thrashing there, you'd had this in there. You got kind of like the industrial stroke dance sort of side from Dritford Empire. Yeah, it was a, a perfect blend of everything. The Seventh Sea were fantastic as a headliner, really good choice. And yeah, couldn't couldn't ask for any more on a Wednesday night, really. Yeah, I think I was least familiar with these out of all the bands that played on the Wednesday, but still enjoyed them just as much. Yeah, I also like that it's obviously because there's that many bands and you don't necessarily always get a chance to listen to every single one. What I love is that when you do turn up and you hear something, you go, this is really good. Mm. It just kind of, it makes you more hungry to listen to the other stuff that they've done. And yeah, perfect headliner. On to Thursday then, and first up were Reanimate. Mm. Who I didn't make any notes on. Disgusting. Shocking. I was there. You were filming. I know. Yeah. Um, I thought these, I mean, these kind of like blew my balls off. They were so fucking heavy. Uh, really guttural vocals and just, I don't know, I, th- I think kind of like compared to some of the other stuff that we'd had so far, I think it, this was just that heavy. I was kind of like, oh, Jesus Christ, this this has really woken me up. I say it was a good wake-up call. It was a good wake-up <laughs> call. And in fact, I think this was a day, this might have been a day when people had problems getting to the venue as well. Mm-hmm. Because this is, I came home from work early to work from where we were staying in the afternoon. Yeah, and there there'd been, you know, there'd been kind of like road problems, and I think that did impact a bit of Thursday. Yeah, the rain started Thursday afternoon. Yeah, it? and it just got worse and worse. But to anybody who missed these guys, Jesus Christ! If you want something really, really heavy, this is a band to watch. Very extreme. Then after Reanimate, it was Only the Righteous, which had, I think at this point, probably the biggest amount of people over the last couple of days. Yeah, it was starting to fill up, wasn't starting it? Starting to fill up then, yeah. It was a really interesting sound. They had absolutely loads of energy. Yeah, I noticed that. The lead single was just bouncing all over the place. Yeah. And I think these were a band where I think some bands are better live, and these were a band for me that really stand out live. And sometimes it it doesn't necessarily, a sound doesn't always come across because you can't get that energy when you're in studio, for instance. And sometimes it comes across better when it's live. And this definitely works for these. Yeah, definitely. I think they were really good live. I think I'd listened to them beforehand, but yeah, really heavy. And again, it's quite a few cool intros to songs and stuff that yeah. I liked. So like the whole stage setup kind of thing really worked for me. And then next up was a band that we saw earlier this year. And that is Internal Conflict. Yeah, really amazing band. Sounded, for me, sounded as good as ever. Yeah, they said they did have a few technical issues and there was part of one song that they couldn't get to work, I think, due to a lead issue. Yeah, something. it was, um, yeah, kind of like those, those pieces, those couple of bits aside, it's kind of like everything else was perfect. Mm, yeah. And yeah, they played some of my favourite Internal Conflict songs. Amazing live again. And yeah, bumped into Adam as well. Good to see him. And like he said about every internal conflict show, they just give absolutely everything and just don't hold mm. back. And that was definitely the case. Yeah, you can just see it. He's just completely absorbed in the moment, yeah. isn't he? And he gets that look in his eye, yeah. doesn't he? It's like the Adam that kind of we know off stage yeah. is so different to the Adam on stage. 
Yeah. It's two it's it's two very different people and like when he's in that moment he's you could just see everything going through him. It's quite it's quite a sight, isn't it? Mm. I mean it's the same for the whole band to be honest. They're all just giving their all and you can it just shows really much. It's had a lot of crowd participation as well. Mm. We all had to move forward because Adam can't see on stage because he's not got his glasses on. Yes. And also former guest of the show. Yeah. Another yeah, another former guest. Next band up were Waterlines, a band who um, I can't remember the lead singer's name. I can't either. Sorry. But was suffering with illness. Had a cold. I think he told us about 17 times. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to blame him for this hint of festival flu that I've got going on now. <laughs> well, yeah. Great vocals. Uh, a band that would do well at, at download. I yeah. think they're kind of like a good fit for that. I think they would be. I mean, they had a good crowd going on at um, Bloodstock from what I saw in the Eager Tent, but we yeah. missed them, unfortunately. But yeah, so much energy and interaction. They had a mushy stroke line dance going on. Yeah, I'd forgot which, about that. Yeah. <laughs> which I didn't participate in because I filmed instead. Yeah. But yeah, that was fun. So yeah, they're just real crowd pleasers, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. And, definitely um, got a good reaction from everybody. Yeah, they did get pretty green eyes stuck in my head for the entire weekend after that. Yeah, that was a strange that was a strange one. That threw me off. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, having not seen them live before, I wasn't expecting that one. So um but yeah, they were great. Glad we finally seen them. Mm. And then final band of Thursday was Defences, who similarly to what you said for only the writers, these came across for me a lot better live than when I've been listening to them beforehand. Yeah, I I think exactly the same. So Listening to them before, I, I wasn't sure if they were for me or not. And then, yeah, watching them live, it's like, this is just incredible. Yeah, the vocals just seem so much more stronger live. Yeah. They just worked the, better. Like really soulful vocals, just yeah. so strong. And then, obviously, that's mixed with kind of like the, the harder screams. And, yeah, I, I think some of the audio felt a bit distorted at times. That might have just been my position, and I don't know. Uh, but, the, but, like, the timing... For everybody, for all of the band, it's like it was so tight and in sync. It was really good, and yeah, I think these were kind of the biggest surprise of the night for me because I wasn't expecting to enjoy it as much as I did. Same, and yeah, a fantastic choice. Zadline, obviously, Liam knows what he's doing when he's yeah. when he's booking bands, and there's a reason he booked these guys, and it showed. Yeah, yeah, highly recommend watching these live if you get a chance. Right then, on to Friday. Opening band, Reckoner. These were awesome, and I can't believe it was, was it their fourth, fourth or fifth show? Fourth show, yeah. That it was blew fucking my mind crazy. I heard that. Yeah, well, we we spoke to Liam, and I I remember, I can't remember, I think it was later, later that night, or it might have been just after their set, actually. Mm. And said to us, these are unbelievable. And then he told us it was like the, the fourth show. It's like, mm. how are they that kind of tight? Just they got everything dance perfection. The bass lines are incredible, and the vocals were kind of like so more mature than what you'd think the they could achieve. And yeah, the these are going to be absolutely huge. Yeah. I, I've no doubt about that. It reminded me very much of when we first saw Lake Malice, and that was like their third show or something. Yeah. And we couldn't believe that that was only their third show. Yeah, yeah, and they just sound so good live. Yeah. Just, oh. Kind of, I think these were well. I think Drip Fed Empire were probably my highlight. Wednesday, I think Thursday, I think was probably Defenses. 
But I think despite all of the bands that came after, I think these were still kind of like my highlight because like, how have you managed to pull this off? It was so good. Yeah. And then next up were Torn Between. These really heavy, heavy loads of cool breakdowns reminded me a lot of kind of a malevolent kind of sound. Yeah. The, the first sentence of my note is angry as fuck. Yeah, that's a good description. <laughs> yeah, the guitars were brutal. And the drums and the vocals that just never seemed to stop. Mm. It was just so heavy. It was kind of like, and then at times it was kind of like almost bordering on doom. Yeah. It was. Yeah, it uh, had that twist to it, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. I, I don't know what, I'd, well, I don't know how much I'd add at this point, but I actually wrote, it's like swimming through a heavy guitar soup. <laughs> They could use that as like a tagline, couldn't they? Yeah. Maybe send it to you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I've really enjoyed these. thought these were decent. Yeah, so next up uh, are Starved, who, you know, they did. They were pretty relentless, had um, a pretty ferocious delivery, and made a lot of noise, even though they were a three-piece, because they were missing a member. I thought they were missing two. Oh, were they missing two? I thought it was just one. I thought it was two. Uh, I thought the drum control was really good, and but one of the things was um, the lead singer complaining about the audio, kind of had a pop at the sound technician, the venue, the people, and wasn't, I think this was kind of like the only negative band of the whole week. Yeah, it didn't come across well, did it? No. I mean, to be honest, they weren't kind of my cup of tea. Anyway, yeah. from listening to them beforehand, and that didn't really change on witnessing the live show. And I know it wasn't their as best performance be, yeah. because it wasn't as it should be, but yeah, it just didn't grasp me anyway. Yeah. And I think the thing for me was kind of just having a pop at everything. It's kind of, you know, if you are missing a couple of members, fine, but, you know, try and put on a good show, try and put on a performance. And I think the attitude just kind of came off completely wrong. Yeah, because I'm sure there was someone else who was missing someone. Later on in the weekend, I can't remember now. There was, um, yeah. Um, I but they just kind of got on with it. They got on with it, yeah. You just have to make the most of it, don't you? If you... Yeah, and it, it kind of put a bit of a downer on that night. Yeah, I think everyone kind of left that set just being a bit... What was, yeah, what was, what was all about? that about? Yeah. Well, moved on from Starved anyway. Yes, to a much better performance, in my opinion, which was Those Once Loyal, who we've finally now seen having missed them at the start because we were interviewing, missing them at Bangor last year because I think we had to go to a hotel. Third time lucky, saw them and they were awesome, worth waiting for. Yeah, exemplary performance. It was kind of captivating and they also uh, did an amazing cover of My Last Serenade. Yeah, I was going to mention that. I think to cover a song and a band's epic as... Kill, Kill switch, switch yeah. you know. It's that a bold takes move. Balls. It is a bold move, but they pulled it off. <laughs> when they announced it, I was like, oh, don't know how I'm going to feel about this, but yeah. Yeah, it I, re- I remember thinking, right, strap yourself in. This is this could be interesting, but they absolutely nailed it. Yeah, and they got Chase from Beyond Your Design up on stage. They did, yeah. To do it on the vocals, which again was great. <laughs> yeah. And what, what do you like as well is that obviously you'd got Rob with. Recall the remains. Recall the remains. You got Chase with those ones loyal. It's kind of like that connection that all of, a lot of the local bands seem to have. Like they all yeah. get on. They they all play the same gigs or the same yeah. circles. It's and, kind of a really supportive scene, kind of around the yeah. Midlands, isn't it? And um, but yeah, I th- I think again these are another band that could be headlining stuff now. They they were really really good. 
and yeah, just captivating. And yeah, the perfect thing I needed on Friday night. So then next up we had Harbinger, who were fucking extreme with amazing solos, crazy vocals, definitely kind of like a headline band as well. Mm, yeah, they, so, they could so have, it's kind of like yeah. we've had a lot of bands now that are kind of at that point. What was funny for me as well was, I mean, we saw them back in July at Mangata and they were just insanely heavy and brutal. And it's almost like I'd forgotten how much so. <laughs> so yeah. again, I was just like, whoa, this is just so in your face in the best possible way. And again, the energy was just kind of radiating off them and off Dylan. You could tell that he was wanting the reaction from the crowd and yeah. trying to bring them in more. And, yeah. and it worked. And then headlining Friday night, another bunch of angry, heavy noise coming from Bound in Fear. Yeah. And I'd actually wrote is, tonight is faff. It's fucking angry Friday. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. That should be on a T-shirt. Yeah. It was, like you said, it was, the sound was just brutal. There was no let up. The vocals and the bass were just like bone shaking. And it, you know, I mean, it pulled a solid crowd. And I think, like energy-wise, it's probably like you know, like an angry energy. Mm. It's like that kind of thing. It's one I've not experienced for like ten years. It just seems so frantic and so chaotic, yeah. but contained. When I first listened to them um, beforehand, they did remind me of kind of really early on Raging Speedhorn. Yes, that kind of yeah, that oh, yeah, that anger and that that. Original Drive, anger yeah. that they got. They're, they're still angry, our speed on, yeah. as we know. But um, yeah, just when they initially came out and they were just wanting to just. Yeah. yeah. They got Circle Pit going. They got they got everything going on. It was, um, yeah, again, another fantastic choice to the headliner. And then on Friday night, we also did attend some of the after party. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, we did. Glad it was memorable for you. Well, I remember drinking. <laughs> I know, we said we might do, we did do. Yeah, it's not very often we make them, because usually we just go, oh, I'm too tired. Yeah, but we stayed for a little while, and just went in the main bar and just had a few more drinks, chatted with some people, listened to whatever the DJ was playing. and Yeah, I think we got back about half one. Yeah, I think it was. I mean, we were, we were five minutes walk we around were, the yeah. corner, so <laughs> it wasn't a hardship to get home. No. Yeah, I think we stayed out till half one, and I, I saw a few people the next day who were very bleary-eyed who stayed out till like three. Yeah, till it finished at three, we um, we realised our old age limits. Yeah, we evacuated. Next up then is Thrash Saturday. Yeah, the busiest of all of the week. Yeah, in terms of number of bands and crowd size as well. Yeah. Which was good to see. It was good to see the was, was a lot fuller, yeah. yeah. And there were a couple of bands that we didn't get to see because we were having food, etc. Obviously, because bands were back to back, so you know, something had to give at some point. Unfortunately, yeah, we did need to eat if we were drinking as well. So, <laughs> being the sensible old people we are, and um, but we'll get to those kind of as we go through in order of where they fitted in. Okay. I guess so. Opening up on the Saturday were Wargrave, who I've wanted to see for quite a while, as I've been enjoying listening to them. Yeah, really great opener, uh, really strong vocals and a really old school kind of thrash sound. Yeah, and there's it, a lot of Judas Priest coming through yeah. for me and the vocals really high pitched and really, obviously fast guitars, because yeah. It was like a perfect pickup after a late night as well. Yeah, really good opening. You just needed that kind of burst of energy, didn't you, just to 
yeah, it was a good wake, wake up, you up just yeah. to get you going again. Then next up were Mexican Painkiller. Who were another band who did have somebody missing. They did. And they performed really well without that member as well. I think it was a solid performance. Yeah, the drumming, their drummer was just insane. It's like crazy yeah. skill. Yeah. Such a good drummer. Yeah, I spotted that. Obviously missing that fourth member, they kind of um, switched it around so that, I think it was the bassist that was missing. Yeah, so the lead singer was playing bass. But these were definitely on kind of our most wanted list, I guess, beforehand. They were, yeah. In terms of bands we'd not seen before. Yeah, really technical and really quick live. Mm. Really quick. And then the next band up were Hellgrind, but we did miss them because we had to go get some McFood. Some McFood, yes. Yeah. You had some plant-based McFood. I did, yeah. Got a squishmallow in my happy meal. All good. Hoped to be back to see the end of Hellgrind, but sadly... Mackie's was busier than we expected it to be. Yeah. So the next band we did actually see were Must Kill. By the time Must Kill started, it it definitely got busier. Oh, absolutely. It was like people came through for the afternoon. Yeah. More. Yeah, a lot of people kind of showed up at this point. Really angry, visceral sort of thrash. Just kind of really came, really shone through that did. Yeah, I've quite quite kind of um, old school death thrash was what I noted. Yeah, a very, very quick and intricate guitar playing mm, as well yeah which i really i've really enjoyed and they got some really cool bass in there as well that's that's always good to see and yeah the crowd seemed really up for um must kill yeah definitely and rightly so next up we watched reaper yeah again more aggressive fast thrushiness but then there's also quite a few melodic bits in there i thought yeah and I've, i liked that mix yeah it felt like they got a good blend of everything thrash mm. So it's kind of like, for anybody who's any fan of certain types of thrash, they covered all bases. And it felt like they could probably play all night if you wanted them to. It's mm-hmm. like, it just felt like they wouldn't stop. It's like they yeah. almost had to be, yeah. pulled, you'd have to pull them off. The next band up were then in human nature, but we didn't actually see them because we had to nip back to our apartment and kind of do some recharging on equipment, pick up a new charger to bring back with us. And again, we'd hope to catch the end of them, but it just... Took us longer than expected. Yeah, the timings were just wrong, weren't they, yeah. for us? The next band we actually did see, or one that I was really, really looking forward to, and a former recommendation from earlier this year, were Imperium. And there was such a huge crowd. They were quite possibly one of the biggest crowds, I think, of mm. the event. There was a lot of support there for them. Yeah, just like a high-octane thrash. Everybody really seemed to enjoy it. You know, thumping guitar. It's like they've got some amazing riffs as well. And, yeah, the vocals are just so good. Yeah, just all-round full package, really, aren't they? And, yeah, you can see why. I saw a lot of people in uh, Imperium T-shirts, and you could tell that they mm. were one of, oh, yeah. one of the bands that people would really wanted to watch all weekend. And, obviously, they played Here Comes the Night, which I was really, really looking forward to seeing. Yeah, that's your absolute favourite. Yeah, I love that track. Then next up were Devastator, who, for me, are kind of like one of the sort of like current heavyweight champions of the thrash scene. Yeah, we've seen them twice before. We saw them at Mangata last year. Yeah. And then we saw them on the New Blood at Bloodstock last year. So it had been a little while since we last saw them, but yeah, awesome live. Yeah, and it's just, it's relentless, it's ferocious, and it's just the, the delivery from start to finish is just like that. It's, you know, you've got wild guitars, you've got piercing, guttering, guttural vocals, and they played... Uh, the new track, Ritual Abuse. Yes, which is really good. Yeah, from the album that's out in April. And I can't wait for that to come out because I'm really looking forward to that album. 
yeah, for me, I just love the whole kind of the whole stage set up, and I just love that kind of for me that crossover between Behemoth meets Slayer, yeah. and Thrash is just yeah perfect sound for me. Next up was a band I was really intrigued to see, Hell Ripper, because officially it's a one man black speed metal band. I was not sure what the live setup would be. Would it be like a one man show on stage? But no, there was a full band there, and again another one that the crowd were really up for. There's a lot of people there to see them. Yeah, breakneck speed, and it was loud and as fast as anything right now. I think anything of the thrashing, this is right up there. Crowd are going absolutely mental for this. Yeah, I was near the front filming and I ended up moving out of the way because people were flying, there were limbs loose Just all over going. the shop. And I was like, this camera's going to die at some point if I don't <laughs> Sadly, so I kind of got my way to the back just to keep us safe. But yeah, there wasn't a lot of scope for a lot of throwing around, obviously, with there not being a barrier. And then the merch was just there and I'm surprised the merch table survived. Yeah, I, I saw it from the back and it was just like, that looks chaos. A couple of people went into the merch table, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, Divine Chaos, who were one of my favourites of the night, I think. Kind of vocally, they started off reminding me of like a very, very heavy killing joke. Yeah, that there was that tone to the vocal, wasn't there? Really cool bass lines running through it. I was really enjoying this. But then they got that ability to switch, so... There were other points where they sounded more like municipal waste. And it, it was just like, it was cool to see somebody abandoning different styles. Uh, all of us, you know, kind of like all at the same time. They played Suicide Salvation as well, which is, I think that's an incredible track. And I think that's from a album that's coming out soon as well. A lot of bands did actually play some new tracks, didn't they? Yeah. And thinking back over it, I think most people played something unreleased so far. Or, band, or something, yeah, they'd not played live before. But yeah, just on Divine Chaos, I thought they were good. But for me, I think just because they'd come straight after Hell Ripper in particular, that was just so frantic and full on and fast. And similarly with Devastator, they just seemed a little bit almost sedate, I guess. Yeah, I remember you saying that yeah. at the time. And but like for me, it was kind of like it was the perfect thing I needed to pull back. See, I was not. I was going yeah. full pelt at that point. I was like, keep it going. And so they, they were really good. And I did appreciate what they were doing, but it just felt a little bit like a step back and you yeah. think they should maybe have been earlier or on a different night no i think probably it was a good placement to get people just chilled down again a little bit before yeah. gamma bomb but just for me that was just how oh, i okay. felt about it. no i don't think overall i think it was a good placement for them but just my humble opinion okay then on to the headliner gamma bomb yeah very much looking forward to those yeah they were just what can you say? The legends of the thrash scene, aren't they? Yeah, and an enigmatic performance, I think. Absolutely, yeah. Put the perfect headliner for that night. Yeah, I can't believe we've not seen them before, to be honest. But it was just awesome performance from them. Loads of crowd interaction. I can't, there was something really funny that the lead singer said, and I can't even remember what it was now. He said lots of funny things. I know. There's one in particular that just killed me, but <laughs> I can't remember what it was. Obviously, Snowy, who I thought had died. Yeah, you kept saying that to me. He did die. And they had a funeral. Miss, and... they, yeah, I obviously missed the part where he got resurrected. Yeah. Because <laughs> there he was. That was amazing. You should probably explain for anybody who doesn't know who Snowy is. He's the. So, what I was just trying to say then is that Snowy, who did indeed come back to life, and I'd obviously just missed that post, the Gamma Bombinable Snowman <laughs> made an appearance, and it was just epic, yeah. And it was great to see a band having loads of fun like that as yeah, well. Yeah, I just loved the intro, the build-up to him coming yeah. on stage. It was just, 
it was and then just around meets... the stage, just moving around yeah. and with the giant paws and, and yeah, just comedy meets thrash, wasn't it? But in a good way, not in a stupid way. Yeah. It's, do you know what I mean? Yeah, it wasn't in a Spinal Tap kind of thing. It was a, <laughs> you know, it was just kind of like it was designed to be like this, and this is what it is. Yeah, and it's good to see bands not taking themselves too, too seriously. Ser- I was thinking exactly <laughs> the same thing. Yeah. yeah. I also think with these, you know, not only did the crowd love them as well, you could tell with how busy it was and everybody walking around in Gambon t-shirts, mm. but I think it shows a lot of ambition for the festival to get a band like that. Yeah, definitely. I think it shows real ambition and it definitely paid off. Yeah, just a great, great finish to the night. Then on to Sunday. So we had a few bands missing from Sunday, which... Gave us a delayed start, but we didn't actually realise that. And we just went straight to the venue. Yeah, so that was fine. We just got to sit around for a bit. Yeah, you were driving most of us sit and drink. You did, and I got to drink some Diet Cola. Oh, well. My side was not. Although I did clear all of the uh, berries. You didn't, yeah. You moved on to the rhubarb. (laughs) Let's move on to the rhubarb. And the mango had already run out, I think, Saturday. Mm. So we were down to one lily at that point. (laughs) Yeah, so there were a few bands missing. But the bands that were left were really good. And the opening band were Parallel States. Yeah, so Parallel States, um, they had a few tech issues, I think. There was somebody randomly just on stage trying to sort an amp out. Yeah, they did. But, I'd forgot about that. But yeah, yeah, there were quite a few that the guitar was cutting out a bit, to start with at least. And I really like their sound. I will say right from the start, I do like their sound. Reminds me of a, yeah, it's, well, it's got a good kind of like pop punk sort of sound mm. to it. But there was a couple of things that kind of let them down. That being kind of like the the maturity, I think it was. Mm. Like they were, it felt like they were just kind of practicing or just not actually performing. I feel like part of the problem was that it was really empty room at that point in time. So it almost they almost seemed a little bit awkward to be on the stage with, yeah. in front of so few people, and they were also trying out at least one or two new tracks, I think, yeah. which they clearly weren't as familiar with. So that didn't help matters no well, well i've no problem with that i think it was like some of the things that they were trying to laugh and joke i was kind of like, well yeah it was falling just, a bit flat yeah just kind of like just play let's hear what you sound like live but they didn't they yeah it, it, i think it's just a maturity thing that will you know it'll come yeah i mean i don't know how long they've been going for or how experienced they are playing live yet or whatever but the songs that they'd obviously been playing a while played really well i really enjoyed those and they kind of picked up and got better towards the end yeah and like you were saying that kind of sound around me of like a young green day yeah i don't mean stereotype but what they played well they played really well couldn't agree more and then we had no setting sun which were one of my highlights yeah of the day i was looking forward to them anyway because i because i like them anyway they were awesome they're vocalists, I think we said that on the preview anyway, they they kind of remind me of a little bit of kind of Alter Bridge, that kind of classic rock sound. His vocals are awesome and very similar, I think, to Miles Kennedy. I think there's a few um, tech issues for these as well. Mm. And there's, there seemed to be a bit of that early on. But yeah, really amazing sound and a really strong performance as well. Yeah, definitely. I've got very tight guitar sound as well. Kind of band I can see potentially at Stone Dead at some point. I think you're right. There, um, there was a couple like that on this mm. day. And, yeah, these were one of them. 
And it was almost quite refreshing. I think we said in the preview, and then Liam also said this as well, that Sunday was more of a chilled down day. So after, you know, all the frantic thrash of Saturday, it was quite nice to listen to something really melodic and yeah. a really nice, clear vocal. Yeah, because there was, I mean, there was a, a few people we were talking to over the week and everything, and they definitely had some kind of like bruises come yeah. Sunday. <laughs> so they were kind of like, actually, I wasn't sure, but they were saying I wasn't sure about safe it be my thing, but actually, I, I'm enjoying this now because yeah. I, I needed to scale it back a bit. Mm. And also, I just have to say that the lead singer got a bonus point for wearing a ghost t shirt because I've not mentioned ghosts on an episode for, um, for episodes, have I? <laughs> so. I'll let you have that. Next up was Slander, who, again, I think would be an amazing Stone Dead band. Yeah, very much so. I'm surprised that they may have already been in a, to a Stone Dead we've not been to, because they've been around a while. Yeah, it's very they? possible. But they've got, uh, like the lead singer's got loads of energy. It was just constantly running around the room. Yeah, because they'd actually come on. This is one of the um, kind of the examples where we didn't realise the band had started because we were in the other room. Yeah. And he was like literally in the middle of the room when we walked in. I was like, what's going on? A lot of other bands did make use of the floor and move around, but he was just constantly, there in the middle. Yeah. I was like, oh, hello, what are you doing there? Yeah, constantly walking around the room, looking where the wire was going. <laughs> yeah, real heavy kind of classic yeah. rock sound. Yeah, he, he was nuts as well. He was like swinging from the beam on the like, top of the stage. It's like, oh, Jesus. It's like, if you slip from that, I'm telling yeah, you. Yeah, I'm thinking, do I want to be recording this part? If he's just going to land on his head and die. But he didn't. <laughs> it was fine. Ever the ultimate. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, he could lose his grip on that. It was like an episode of Casualty Panning out. <laughs> but all was fine. Really enjoyed them. Like you say, really fun, energetic, really kind of good pickup for the afternoon. And yeah, I got quite a lot of ACDC vibes that kind of from the mm. guitar work. And yeah. Next up then were the Dead Amigos, who were playing their very first ever show in the UK, having flown all the way over from Australia. Yeah. It's, what did me with this is I couldn't understand why the room wouldn't be full for these, because they're a band that, again, you know, would work even better with a full room. Yeah, I guess they're quite an unknown entity over here, though. I mean, they. They're over here for a tour as well. They've not just come over for Derby Altfest. I'm hoping that they've got good crowds on the rest of the tour. I felt I couldn't really hear the keyboards coming through. So they've got a keyboard player, one yeah. of the few bands that had one, and I couldn't really hear the keyboard. No, I didn't notice it a lot. I think there were a couple of times I could spot it, but yeah, that wasn't a very strong point. I mean, the bass lines were incredible, and the vocal performance was, was excellent, and I really enjoyed watching them. They, yeah. were, they were definitely a highlight. Yeah, they've got just a really cool sound to them, haven't they? Yeah. Some really groovy bass going on and, yeah, just some funk in there. and Yeah, it, and it, again, it was the perfect day for it. Yeah. And another one, maybe it's Stone Dead, perhaps. Yeah, possibly. Maybe. I mean, it'd be a hell of a track. I'm going to say, it's actually. Not, it's not your the, local the... commute, is it? <laughs> okay, scrap that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean, though, that kind of Yeah, festival. they'd suit, they'd suit yeah. the festival. Yeah, and hopefully they'll pick up quite a few fans on this tour and, you know, that'll give them the opportunity to come back again. Next up were Luna Kiss, who we sadly missed because, obviously, it was a food break and we needed to eat, but we do hope we get to see those soon. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I did actually want to see them. I think time just passed us by whilst we were getting the food because we were chatting with the singer from the Dead Amigos as well. Yes, we were, yeah. Yeah. And time just escapes us a little bit. Yeah, we suddenly kind of realised always there must be a band on and I think they'd just finished. I think we'd walked in just as everybody was coming out. Yeah. So we'd kind of completely balls that up, which is, it's not a festival if we don't do that. (laughs) And then, yeah, it was, uh, the next band was Leader of Down, 
who were a lot heavier than I think everybody else that day. Yeah, I think they did kind of pick up the oomph, as it were, yeah. kind of a more technical term. Reminded me of those damn crows, actually. That kind, of, that very much that kind of Classic, style, Classic, but heavier. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I think it was again. I think there might have been a few issues with the vocals on this. They didn't seem to be as clear as they were with other bands. It might be that the guitars just kind of like drowned them out slightly. I didn't notice that myself. Yeah, it was just one. Of those, yeah. It might have been where again. It could be positioning because that that does play a big part, especially in a room yeah. like that, wherever you are. They, they still put on a great performance. Yeah, I really enjoyed them. I hadn't listened to them much really beforehand, so I wasn't quite sure what to expect. I guess. Yeah. yeah, I just thought it was a good, solid performance. Sunday's headliners then were, well, my guests of the show, These Wicked Rivers. As, and as we say that, I'm sat here in my These Wicked Rivers t-shirt. You are, aren't you? You should have put yeah. mine on as well. We did remember to get some merch from these. We forgot to buy merch all weekend and kept thinking, oh, I'll get that one, and then the banding gone, and then we kind of made a beeline for merch for these Yeah, guys. we got it before they went on stage because yeah. they got it all set up very nicely. So Yeah, and we had a chat with John before. We did, yeah. We saw them coming. They were sat in the bar for a bit beforehand. Yeah, yeah. so, so, it, was, so it was nice to uh, chat with John in person and before they uh, played. Yeah, they, they don't disappoint, do they? They're no. just unbelievable. They are one of the bands for me. You know, like since we saw them um, the first time, it's like yeah. they're just a band that stand out. Yeah, it was really weird that first night we said in the preview, we saw them at Stone Dead. We didn't really know. We'd listened to them, but we didn't know anything about what their visuals were like. And I, were just I blown knew away. a handful, yeah. of, handful of songs, but by the end, I kind of knew everything. Yeah. It was... But yeah, it was just a really good, um, like they said in the chat we had with them, a greatest hit set. We had a couple of new tracks. Mix a few other tracks in there and it'd still be a great set because, yeah, they didn't disappoint. So good vocally. Aaron's guitar is just... How the hell does he play? I don't know, because I was right in front of him. Cause, because Obviously, because it's so small and there was no barrier, we were literally at the front. So I was in front of Aaron and it was just, yeah. Yeah, you kind of in front of Aaron, I was in front of John. And it was yeah. just... But yeah, it was so cool to see them up close because they were so distant at Stone Dead or it felt distant. So seeing Nana's living room that close up and just seeing all the little detail of that as well yeah. was just really cool. So nice, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean... Every single part of the band, like from the drums to the keyboards, you know, to the harmonica, the bass, to the guitar, and to the vocal, everything is just so tight, so perfect. Yeah, you can just tell that they are just such a, an established well oiled, now and well-oiled. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just a well-oiled machine that just puts out these great songs. Yeah, and they had a good crowd in there who were all obviously big fans as well, so... Yeah, there was a lot of people in Rivers T-shirts and various other merch, and, and it was great to get to see them live again. And, I, again, I can't wait to see them again after this. Yeah. And it, I, it's a band you just want to keep going back I to. Know. <laughs> I think on the upcoming tour, I think the only one near us is The Hairy Dog again, which is sold, sold out. out. Yeah. Um, but if they, are, if they are playing near you on the upcoming tour in December, go and watch them. You won't be disappointed. Yeah, they are, again, another... Another band for me that are kind of like one of the bands of the last 18 months that are kind of like right at the top of my list. They've just put out so much good stuff. Yeah, and their stage show stuff, you kind of have to see it to believe it is. It, it will throw a lot of people. Yeah, on paper you'd think, what? But it does work. Yeah, how does this How does this work then? <laughs> yeah. And then it, it just does. Yeah, it's just so, it's cosy as well, isn't it? Yeah. And their end of the weekend. Yeah, that was that. Yeah, so as we said at the start, there were 31 bands that we watched. We missed three. Because of food rates. Because of food rates, etc. So I don't think that's bad going. I don't. 
I don't think it's bad at all. And obviously we would have watched more, um, but obviously some of the bands couldn't make it. So, yeah, I think we gave it a, a very good effort. Yeah, so a pretty good five days all in all. Yeah, great venue, great festival. And, yeah, what I want to do again, I hope it's back next year. And, yeah. What more can we say? What more can we say? Yeah, it was uh, it was tiring, but worth every second of it. And it's good to see a local festival. Yeah, and one that, for some bizarre reason, like we said in the preview, we'd not really come across before. Yeah, I've, I've, I've no idea why. Yeah. But yeah, one that we've not come across before, but we know about now. And it was, yeah, it was just I think that's a really thing. great experience. Yeah, and what it, but what it's done is, like, from that festival... It's now made us kind of go, all right, we know the way that venue is now. Mm. We know where we can park. We know we know where we can stay if we need to. Yeah. We know where the nearest kebab shop is for some cheesy chips. We do, yeah. Which I've not actually mentioned. Because <laughs> <laughs> what's a festival without cheesy chips? Yeah. Two doses were had over the weekend. And yeah, it's, it's in a really good location. And I'm looking forward to going back. I think we are going to be back at some point very, very soon. Yes, hopefully. So you'll have to keep your ears open for that one. Yeah, amazing. And so in addition to this review episode, there will be some visual accompaniments to go alongside it. There may be some photos and videos already out on the socials, or if not, they'll be coming soon. And in case you're not already aware, they are on Instagram, Twitter, or X, if you will. And what's the other one? Threads, Instagram, Twitter, and Threads, Ready to Mosh Cast. And Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok at Ready to Mosh. I have taken some footage for a vlog, but I'm not quite sure what format that will turn out. Like it might just be a highlight reel of the bands of each day rather than a vlog vlog. Because to be honest, the only bits of us talking are really us going, we're just running off to the venue again. So anyway, that'll be coming soon and we'll post about it whenever it's available. So check that out once it's released. Thank you, as always, for listening. And if you are enjoying what you're listening to, please give us a five star rating and a review on your preferred platform to cast your pods from. And we'll be back next week with another episode. Make it mush, Moog.